You're listening to Just Do It by Pastor Janet Hopewell. You have watched over us. You have protected us. You have given us the ability to survive. You have provided generously for us. And Father, here we are again today. We thank you for giving us the heart of worship. We thank you for enabling us to open up our heart and praise you and glorify you. And we thank you now, Lord Father, for the word you're about to speak over our lives. Amen. Lord, Father, you are the word, and you have sent your only Lord. begotten son, that Amen. he may come and speak the truth into our lives, Amen. and shine Amen. your light into our heart, Amen. that we may find the path of truth in this lifetime. Amen. Lord, so we want to thank you, Father, for the word you're about to speak thank over you. our lives. Thank you. Lord. Our prayer today is that the enemy will not have a chance to steal those words from our heart. Amen. We pray that the Holy Spirit will guide the word in our heart, that the Holy Spirit will enable us to tune our mind and our heart to him, so that every word that God speaks to us through his spirit today, we will receive it, we will retain it, it will edify us, it will bring us to a place of amazing glory in God, and we will begin to walk in his promises according to his will for us. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, even as I pray this afternoon, Lord God, as I prepare to step in this place to preach your word, Father, to speak your word to your people. Lord, I pray, I ask you in the name of Jesus that you will take over this vessel, that you will use this body, this mouth, this this, this person, this vessel for your glory. I pray, Father God, that you will enable the power of your word to manifest through this body, through this vessel. Every word that comes out of my mouth, Father, let it go out like an arrow that goes into people's heart to renew, to strengthen, to restore, to edify, to uplift, to encourage, to break through every wall, every brick, to encourage people, Father, to refresh in their heart and mind. So those words that comes out of me today will not return to you void, Father. That it will go into the heart of your people and it will turn their lives in the good direction, in the righteous walk with the Holy Spirit. That their lives may be productive. That their lives may be successful. That their lives will progress. That there may be breakthrough in every area of their life. This is my prayer today, Father God. And I submit and surrender that you alone, my God, will come over Come in, step in, take over, take authority in this person and use me to speak powerfully against every intention of the enemy to bring truth for your people. And I thank you, Father, in advance, in Jesus' mighty name of God's people, say, Amen and Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the presence of the Lord. I want to take the opportunity to welcome those of you who are joining us uh, from either from our uh, Renew TV or through our Vimeo or any other part of the media that you have come across this message. We welcome you. We are thankful for you. We are grateful that God is choosing to direct you towards this message today because he has a plan and a purpose. I believe that when you come into contact with messages like this, it is not an incident of any kind, but it is God's ordained, God's directed, God's will for you. So I'm, I'm praying that this word will be meaningful in your life. That this day, 
something that you are praying for, something you are asking for that you will find an answer of one kind or the other as you listen carefully. Praise God for you today. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I want to start by, I always like to tell you something small that I've experienced myself uh, and this is more relevant uh, a lot of times to what the message is. Uh, in this instance, one day I was, um, I was coming out of uh, a building and um, you know, it's one of those buildings where you have those swing doors and and so I got to the swing door and uh, I held the door as I walked, as I walked in, um, held the door so, because I could see a, a woman behind me, uh, held the door and she came through. And as she came through, she walked through almost blindly, uh, not a second glance uh, at why the door is wide open and it's one of those swing doors. So I have no idea, no clue why. She's just uh, unconscious to why that door was just wide open for her at this moment. But anyway, she walked through blindly and right behind her came a gentleman who took the door off me and said, and, and, and with a really big, huge smile, uh, says, thank you, ma'am. Uh, and I was really amazed at that. And I said, oh, you're welcome. He said, I'm sorry about that. I saw that lady. I said, oh. It's, it's okay. He said, oh, no, but, you know, this, this thing's my eyes. I saw her walk right past and without a second glance. And, and we had a little chat and we laughed and he walked away and I walked away. And so I brought this up because it is really so relevant to uh, what the message uh, is about today. Uh, in, in our society today, we... Uh, we we have so much challenges that we face. We are challenged. We are pressed. We are, you know, we we press. We are pressed on every side, and so we can go about almost with an unconscious mind, and, and we can go about with um, without even a second thought at everything and everyone around us. And, and I don't know whether you have been in that situation before, but it is something that we need to pay attention to. So, so, um, our thoughts can be so locked down that our conscious mind follows, you know, because when our mind is locked down into whatever we're going through, our, our consciousness becomes so locked down so that we walk about unaware and, and, and completely unaware if you've ever seen that you you will be just be amazed about how some people just walk about unaware and and that lady really uh was what really uh got me thinking that is that because she could have walked into any other situation unaware if there was danger in front, I doubt that she would have seen it. She didn't see the door being held open. Um, my thought was that if she was conscious enough, that she perhaps might have noticed that there's, a, there's an act of kindness uh, is, is, is to hold the door for her, and that she might have, you know, maybe said not or something, or, or smile, even without saying a word. Um, but I could see 
uh, she was so preoccupied. I thought of how much often in life we go through circumstances and we take things for granted, we take little things for granted, we wake up in the morning in our house, we barely say good morning to lo our loved ones, you know, we just scrape right past them, you know, like sometimes hardly nodding, you know, we're so preoccupied. And so the little things like, hello, good morning, how are you? Did you sleep all right? Becomes, you know, we couldn't even think of stuff like that. And, and I, think, I think simple little things such as having a stranger open the door to you, having someone uh, you've never met before help you pick something off the floor when it falls out of your handbag or your hand and, and, and you are you take that in and you you say thank you very much or someone even if it's someone you know and they open the car door to you i mean i don't know probably they don't do not many people do that in, in our society today still hold doors for for ladies to step into the vehicle it's like get your own door get your own get your own you know it's no longer that that hospitality that heart of appreciating people and things and just the little things and my thought is that life is is too short and 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 we we are preoccupied with everything and all things going on that we miss those little things that matters the most and those things matters the most because it, it, they are they matter to god they are part of godliness and so he wants us to be conscious of those things we often comment when we see big things when people give us big things you know like when people take time and, and buy and, and wrap you know, I find it really amazing. You could have a small gift in a box and, and put it in a really huge box like that. The size matters. And when, this, when the box comes and, and they handed it to you, to, to almost almost weighing them down, you're like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a gift. But you come with a teeny weeny little box, a wee box like that, and you're and the person is... You see them docking, moving aside. Maybe it's for that person over there. That box surely is too small. Because the small things, it's no longer important to us. We, we want the big one. The bigger, the better. You know? But it is for God is saying to us, the most important things are the simple little things that we overlook. That we overlook. Like someone... Holding the door for you that means a lot, or you held the door to some gentleman, a lady, elderly person, you helping an elderly person with their handbag. I mean, all of those things still means a lot to God because they're part of who God is. Amen. Amen. So before we go further in the message today, can I ask you talk to somebody next to you and say to them. Neighbor, 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 I think of you. 
I think of you. You are wonderfully made. You, you are, are wonderfully, wonderfully made. made. I am thankful for you. I am thankful for you. Neighbor. Neighbor. It's time to go. It's time to go. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. Give yourself a big hand clap. I think that sounds really great, doesn't it? Amen. Amen. In our reading today, I want us to go to the book of 1 Thessalonians. Uh, you can see 1 Thessalonians just right after Colossians. And it's the, the first chapter. And I want to read uh, I want to read to you uh, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians And I want to read verse 18, it's just a small little verse. But before I read verse 18, let me read verse 11. <clears throat> chapter 5, I beg your pardon, chapter 5. And I'm going to read to you verse 11, then I'm going to go down and read verse 18. It says in verse 11, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Amen. Amen. Can I read that one more time? It says, Thessalonians 1, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. Therefore, encourage, encourage one another and build up each other, just as in fact you are doing. And in verse 18, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Again, it says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. So, Amen. it's important to God, thanksgiving. It is not until you get the big, huge box uh, as a gift that you see amazing things in it. But you see even the smallest little things as a reason to be thankful. Amen. Amen. We all know that it, 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 we should be thankful. We should be thankful. We all know that it, it, for, for all the blessings that we have received or for the things, for the food we eat, for the clothes on our back, we surely don't walk around naked because somehow, somehow we have clothes on our backs. And it's so important. God tells us in this word, in his word to be thankful. And we know from our own experiences in life as believers that once we seriously start praising God for little things, even in the times of hardship, especially when troubles come, we know that when we begin to thank God, everything starts to, every weight that is weighed on us starts to fall off. Because by the time we finish worshiping and thanking God, we, are, we feel less weighed down. Amen? Amen. And yet sometimes the struggle of life is what stops us from being able to be thankful enough. Uh, I had the privilege of a friend of mine, George. And George this is what George said to me. George wrote me a letter and said, Johnny, he said, Johnny, I wrote a letter to God. And this is why I said, George said to me, Dear Lord Father, you know how I am struggling and how bleak everything looks for me right now. I'm not only finding it difficult to be grateful, but it, to be grateful is nearly impossible for me not to be bitter all the time. Yet I know 
that my emotions are deceiving, that they reflect only a portion of the whole truth. Maybe you're listening and you're struggling. Or maybe wherever you're listening from, maybe you have so much challenges in your life right now, like George. And you can relate to George and you're struggling and everything looks blink, just like George says. Uh, and you're finding it difficult to be grateful or thankful to God for anything or to anyone for that matter. But I have you consider this, that your emotions may be deceiving you, that you may be reflecting a portion of the whole story. Because when you are a child of God, you can reflect a portion of the whole story about your life with Christ. You have to reflect the whole thing, the, per the person that you are in Christ Jesus. And when you don't, and you do a portion, and you reflect a portion of everything, then you find yourself in a big struggle. Amen? Amen. It, it, what is more important here is that judge did not recognize the importance of his thanksgiving. He is, he's seeing that he's struggling so much, and all he can think of is how bitter he feels about his circumstances. I told judge, have you considered how much God has done in your life lately? Have you considered that? And I want you to consider that. Whatever you're listening to, consider what God has done for you. I mean, for, for, for that, that car accident that could have taken you out, God saved you. When you were almost homeless, God put you in a home. When you were all by yourself, God finds some people to put around you so that you are not by yourself. So many things, and the list goes on of what God has done. You wake up in the morning, the, the roof didn't fall over your head. And you, you, you go out to walk and you come back safely. You go out safely, you come back. All of those things are orchestrated by God. And you can't take those for granted. The sun is shining just at the perfect timing. The rain falls down to keep the vegetations growing and green so you can have vegetables, you can have food. I mean, the list goes on. George told me that he didn't expect the Lord to bother to answer his prayer, when to answer his request because he went to God saying, oh Lord, I just can't thank you. In a way, he might be right that he's not expecting God to answer him because while George is standing there wriggling his hand, Worried, be uh, he could have done what God says. If we were to just obey God, would we just instead of what we are thinking in our feelings and our emotions, imagine if George had looked on his coffee table and seen his Bible and took his Bible and think open it to. On Thessalonians 5 verse 18, and just start thanking God. And just start thanking God. God, I don't really feel like thanking you, but the word said, your word said I am to give thanks in everything. Give thanks. And so God, I'm just giving thanks right now. And I'm just praising you right now. And in the midst of it, watch the amazing thing that God will do. Instead of judge, wrinkling his arm, complaining, Janet, you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't even see why I'm thanking God because right now I'm feeling bitter because my problem, my challenges, my struggle is too heavy. 
But God says, I know that. But I still say to you, to take that Bible that I gave you and read 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 and read it out loud and give me thanks. George said, well, you know what, Janet? I didn't think, I didn't think for a moment I should grab hold of my Bible and did. Yes, as you said, did you, did you by any chance spot at my coffee table because I have no idea if you knew my Bible was right there on the coffee table. So isn't that where most people put it, George? Well, okay, take hold of it. And I'm encouraging you, wherever you've left your Bible today, and whatever the struggle you are going through is today, God loves you, and that's the most important thing. And God sees you where you are. He sees the situation you are in. He sees the struggle. See, you can't hide anything from him. He sees everything in your heart. He sees where you are. He sees the bitterness you're feeling. He sees the, 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 what they've done to you or what you've done. God sees it all. And all he wants you to do is take hold of your Bible and start speaking what God says. I give thanks to the Lord. And I'm, I'm just tempted to read that to you again in verse 18. It says, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will. See, when it's God's will, you can't put your input, you can't impose your own will on God. When you begin to wriggle your hand like George and, 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 and worry and pace back and forth, and that is your will. When you begin to shout and cry and dance and, and do all kind of stuff, that is your will. But when you grab hold of the word of God and you take your Bible, you put pick your wherever you put yours. Uh, your Bible, wherever you've left it, maybe you've not even left it on your coffee table like George, you left it in the, in the shelf and it's got a dust for ages. I encourage you, child of God, pick it up, pick up your Bible today. Dust it down, dust it down, and oh, go on and find 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 and begin to say, I give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for me in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. And as you do, watch the God of all creation. Turn your life around. Watch him change everything. I see, listen to what David said in, in this verse, in this psalm. Uh, I, I want to look, I want you to, if you can, open uh, Psalm 34. Right in, in Psalm 34. Right here in verse 1. Listen to, this was uh, David, he, when he was going through an amazing challenge. He was pretending to be insane. He was just going through all kind of craze. And what did he pray? He says in Psalm 34, 1, I will extol the Lord at all times. He didn't say, God, when you bring me that gift, you know, big box full of something filled up in there with all kind of goodies. Uh, he, he didn't say, until you resolve my situation, I will thank you. He didn't say that. He said, in the midst of the problem, he said, I will extol you. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I mean, I can understand why would we, we won't just do what God says. Because when we don't do what God says, then we find ourselves wringing our hands, worried, begging, looking for a solution. Just looking for every way that we can resolve it. And some people say to me, well, you know what? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, 
Well, I might not be like judge, but I have thanked God. I thanked him when things were tough. And, and what are you talking about? Uh, I, and I did. Well, I said to you, it doesn't matter. What you do is you trust God after you have done what God says to do. When you obey him, then you stand. When you do what God says to do, then you stand and you wait on God because he is a God who is going to do what exactly he said he would do. God's word never ever returns to him void. Rather than you jumping up and down, screaming, worrying, praying prayers that doesn't mean anything, just grab off of your Bible, open to the page that is relevant to God's will for you, and begin to declare those. Speak what God speaks. Speak life over your life, over your circumstances. Even right now, I swear praying. As we're speaking this word, I'm praying over you that God's will alone will be done in your life. Amen. That no matter where you are, what you're struggling with, that that circumstances, that health-related issue, God is here to heal you today. That Amen. He's going to touch you, He's going to stretch His hands, His righteous right hand over those places in your life that Amen. is aching and hurting, and He's going to walk wonders, miracles into your lives today and bring you out of those circumstances. In the name of Jesus, I command every sickness to come out of your body. In the name of Jesus, I bind every negative act, uh, 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 sickness, every negative in intention of the enemy to come out of your life. In the name of Jesus, every breakthrough that you need today in life, I declare it over your life. In the name of Jesus, today, God, our Father, is here to open the doors of opportunity to you. You will go stronger. You will grow stronger and taller in every area of your life. Every situation that you are seeking, God will turn it around for good in your life. You will receive his blessing abundantly. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. David was, he just knew what to do. He didn't go about worrying about, oh, I'm in this wilderness. Things are not looking good. Instead, he knew exactly what to do. He said, Lord, I will exalt the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. In verse 19 of the same psalm, he said, The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Amen. Today, the Lord will deliver you from all your troubles. Amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So that is what that is what God is saying. You are declaring the will of God over your circumstances. David was speaking it before he even seen it because he knew the God that is with. Do you know who you are in Christ? Do you know who God is with? Is is to you? Because when you do, then you know that when you declare his word like this over your circumstances, it never returns to him void. God will do exactly what he said he will do. The word says so. In Isaiah 55, verse 11, you want to read from verse 55 to verse 9 to 11 and see what God says. He will do exactly, and his way is not our ways. So when, if you've been praying, you're thinking, well... Why, why didn't he do it now? Because his way is different. He's going to do it at the exact time, at the exact moment. Just when you need it, God will bring it to pass in your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. And that is the power of thanksgiving. 
that is so important for us not to take for granted, power of thanksgiving, when we learn, like David, to thank God. Thankfulness is what helps to take the sting out of every adversity that we go through in life. When we start thanking God, this, that is a life of faith. It's you believing ahead that God is able to do what he says he will do. Amen. That God is mighty and powerful. Amen. And he's as power over everything that is going on in your life. If you decide, will you look at your situation and say, God, well, this thing is huge. It's, it's bigger than you, God. But God made the heaven, he made the earth. God knows he created you in his own image. He knows everything before you even know it. Before those things you are struggling with happen to you, God already seen them. You say, why didn't he take you off? No, because you live by free will of God and things on this earth is orchestrated by God's free will. So when these things happen to you, what you do is you go back into his word and you begin to speak what God already said over your life. Amen. Amen. And you find that being thankful takes this thing out of adversity. Amen. Amen. That is why the scripture today is telling us in the 1 Thessalonians 5 18, in everything give thanks. We are instructed to give thanks because there is an element of mystery in this transition that we don't understand, but God is the creator of the universe. He knows the reason that he said, go give thanks. Because in there is the element of that secret, that mystery that we don't understand. But God does. When we obey his will and we do what he says to do, the, the word that is written, the things that he says, begins to happen to us. Amen? Amen. You give thanks regardless of your emotions, your feelings, your worries, your concerns. You give thanks. And God, in exchange, he will give you joy regardless of your circumstances. Amen. God doesn't, when you do what God says to do, he doesn't look at, but that's what you've done. You didn't do that, right? That's, no. He just sees you come according to his will in his word and you say what God says and God will do what he says he will do regardless of who you are or what you've done. Amen. Amen. And this is a spiritual act of obedience that God is asking us to act on. And at times I call it the blind obedience. Because you just have to be blind to everything else and say, you know what? That's going on. That's going on. That's how I look. That's what is happening to me. That, but I'm just shutting my mind down and I'm just going to give thanks to God in all circumstances Amen. according to his will for me. That's his will. That is his promise for me. Because when I do what he says to do, then things are going to happen for me. Amen. That is good for me. Amen. 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 So people who don't understand this, it might sound like, uh, uh, I don't know. You know, this is, sounds too irrational, too impossible. But that is why it is God. It is God who is almighty, who is a spirit. And you don't even, you can contemplate how God is, who God is, he said his ways are higher, higher, higher than ours. Because he's God who made us. And so you don't sit there and start, the title to this message today, it says, just do it. Just do it. It's simple. Just do what God says. In other words, that's the title, just do it. So 
you going through stuff and you're like, oh, oh mm -mm. just do what God says. Do his will. And, and you say, oh, but what if nothing happens? That's where your faith comes in. You hang on tight to what God says and you trust him. And you don't think negative. You don't think good at the same time think bad. You, you only have the one mind. And, and, and the enemy will come in and he will keep giving you, uh, what if nothing happens, what if nothing happens. And you will keep saying, oh, but, but, but God says, but no, you need to come to a place of blind obedience and say, mm, I don't care, I don't care, I don't see, I don't know, I just trust what God says. I'm giving him thanks, I'm glorifying him, because I know when I do what he says in 1 Thessalonians 5 in is going to come true for me as he did for those before me as he did for david he's going to do for me amen. amen so nonetheless those who obey him in this way are they are blessed you 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 will not believe the blessing because that is your declaration of faith before god you are saying god everything looks bad everything don't look right I need so much financial help. I need healing. I need restoration. I need new job. I need a new home. I need a partner. I need this. But you're thanking. But I'm thanking you, God, because I know that you will do what you say you will do. Thankfulness is what opens your heart to God's holy presence, and it, it, it enables your God's holy presence to be open to you. It may seem. That you still, it still looks like, but after I've prayed, it still looks like everything is standing still. No, don't look at it. Don't, don't, you know, when in, in the Bible, in, 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 uh, in, in the book of Matthew, uh, God came on the water and walked to us during a big, huge storm. I saw Jesus walking on water. He said, Lord, can I come in and walk to us here? Jesus says, yeah, come on. See, this is the same thing as God saying, take one Thessalonians 5 in and start declaring it. It's, Shall I come towards you? Shall I walk in your will towards you, Jesus? And Jesus said, yes, walk towards me. When Peter stepped on the water, see, when you start declaring the word, and two minutes later, you look down, oh, oh it's the storm, I'm going to get drowned. That was Peter. He thought he was going to get drowned, and he started panicking. And straight away he was drowning. And Jesus, he, he, he shouted, Jesus, save me. And of course, he's always right there with you to mm -hmm. save you. He reached out and he saved Peter. And Peter, he said to him, ye of little faith. See, you can have Jesus by you, with you, and you trust him and then you still struggling. You speak in the word, but you are still wavering. Don't waver. You need to stay in that blind obedience and refuse to see the storm all around you. Refuse to see it. Just keep your eyes, your focus on Jesus. And he, the author and the finisher of your faith, is going to see that your blessings come upon you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Still, it's important because when you focus on him, you're focusing on his presence that removes everything from every adversity that you're going through. When you decide, you have to be consciously, intentionally making that decision that, you know what, in spite of what I am 
seeing in my life. In spite of my children's situation, in spite of my wife's situation, in spite of my brother's situation, in spite of my, my mother or my father or my sister or my friend's situation, I'm going to thank God, I'm going to believe in Him that He will deliver my, my loved ones and myself from whatever I am going through. Amen? Amen. So, it, it, it starts with a thankful heart. Everything we want from God, it starts from a thankful heart. Because in their place is that mystery of exchange that happens. And it, we can't have that unless we get into God's will. So that's why you that frame of mind, whatever it might be today, whatever your struggle, you can choose today. You can make that choice to, to obey God and to begin to thank him in that verse, to begin to speak that verse. Lord, to, to go to this, to 1 Thessalonians 5 in and say, I give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for me in Christ Jesus. And I refuse to waver. Even when that storm looks like it's rising above me, it was rising above Peter, and Peter started to waver, to struggle. And what did he do? He started to sink. And thank God, even then Jesus was there with him to reach out his hand the moment he shall save me, Jesus. So, whatever, wherever you are in your struggle, so you have already wavered, you're wavering right now, you can still shout, Jesus, save me. Amen. And he will reach out his hand Amen. to you and save you. Amen. So don't Amen. get deceived by the enemy to say, oh, well, because you didn't answer to God, because you didn't speak the scripture, you're sinking now. That's it. Serve you right. We told you. No, it's nothing like that with Jesus. With God, it is love and nothing but love. When you reach out, when you cry out, it will reach out and it will grab all of your hand and it will save you. Amen. Amen. So, don't underestimate what God wants to do in your life. This is what many, many people, uh, many children today have not been raised by uh, a, a parent who, 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 has, who, who, who is thankful enough. So they've not raised their children to be thankful. You watch a lot of young people go out into the world expecting to just receive expecting everything to fall down at their lap without working hard for it without doing anything you know open the door to them and, uh, and you can you dare not even expect some of these young people to help to hold the door open to an elderly person they probably just let the go of the door and slam it in her face because somebody someone some relative some family has not taken the time to teach that child the importance of thanksgiving. As I conclude today, can I encourage you? It is most important that we teach our young people the importance of thanksgiving. Before they are old enough, as soon as they are able to put food in their mouth, you need to be teaching and say, thank you for that food. Thank you, mommy. Thank you, daddy. Thank you, auntie and uncle and sister. Thank teach them the art of thankfulness. Because when they leave home, they need to be a testimony to you. Not a, not not a, 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 a disadvantage to your family. You don't want children who goes out and the and and what, the next thing you know, police are all surrounding your house and wondering what 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 what, what you you wondering what's gone wrong. And your child has been out there doing all kind of stuff. But when you raise them with a heart of thankfulness, it's something that is so important to God. 
There is a mystery that is involved in here that you and I could never understand. But what God is saying is even when you don't understand, just trust me. It is God the creator of the universe. If you can trust that somebody will not let go of an atomic bomb, and you're hopeful that they won't drop it, how much more will you not trust God? who is the creator of the universe, that he will keep our world safe. You can't trust those people who let go of that bomb. And, and you trust in some government that they will, well, they will work you out. You know, they will. But you need to trust God more than you will trust man. Amen. 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 So teach kids. And, where, and I want to encourage adults also, wake up in the morning and show the kids, open the window and say, look at the sunshine out there. Say thank you to God. Thank you, Lord, for this sun shining brightly outside. Thank you, Lord, for, my, for, 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 for the food you provided me. Thank you, Father, for these stars in the sky. Teach the children to understand the importance of those important things. Teach the children to understand, to say, thank you, Lord, for this beautiful flower, for this grass that is growing in our garden or on our path. Uh, everything that you teach those kids, start with the simple little things so that they can appreciate that. They can go out of your house when they're old enough, still thankful because somebody is impacted, that mystery with God, that important part. Because when, when you don't encourage those children to have that mystery going in their lives already with God, they're going to go out and find it hard to be able to cope in society. And so my encouragement is that you, yourself, you wake up in the morning because what we have not received, we can't give it out. Wake up in the morning yourself and stretch and say, thank you, Lord, for, for, for life today. This is your breath in my body. Thank you, Lord, for, for my family. Thank you, Lord, for the food you provided. And, and these things, as you do, it enables your mind to be actively engaged in the Holy Spirit. And then take the word of God that is giving you, begin to use those words, use 1 Thessalonians 5 18, and edify each other, he says in the, in the 11th verse that I read you. Um, he said, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. That is so important. When we don't do that, we encourage each other by opening the door to each other, fellowshipping together. Providing each other with little things that will make us smile when we, when, when somebody does something, no matter how simple it is, and they can say thank you. Now, I can tell you, I, 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 it's amazing. My son-in-law, my son-in-law son who, 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 who is brand new in my family, he was, there's nothing that I made for him that he doesn't turn around and say thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mom. I mean, I'm just saying teach everything to children and so that they can be adults who are thankful. Some parents have taught their children. So everywhere their children goes, they are able to be thankful. They are able to appreciate little things. And therefore, we see life change in the society we live in. I'm encouraging you. Please don't take this message for granted. Thank God for providing all your needs. If it wasn't for God, you wouldn't be alive today. That's enough reason to thank God. If, if he's giving you a family, it's enough to be thankful for. If he's giving you a marriage, it's enough to be thankful for. 
If he's giving you a roof over your head, no matter what that looks like, it is important to be thankful for that. Thank God for even the smallest things like the interest God gives you, the hobbies that God gives you, the kind of jobs that God gives you. Thank God that he's helping you to heal your physical body, mind, and soul, and spirit. God is the one who provides all this healing for us. Physical healing, you may be saying, Oh Lord, you don't understand, Pastor. I have physical challenges. I know. But when you begin to thank Him for those things, He says, My grace is sufficient for you. And my power is made, my power is, made, is, is powerful in your weakness. See where your weakness is in that physical place in your life. Go take 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, and, and begin to declare it and keep saying, God, your grace is sufficient for me. Your power is made perfect in my weakness. And my, my body is aching right now. My leg is aching. But I, I know that your grace is sufficient for me. And your power is made perfect in this weakness in my body. My, your grace is sufficient for me in my financial needs. Your grace is sufficient for me in my emotional needs. And everything else that I need. God's word is the answer to all our circumstances. But to obey God is to go out and, 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 and to obey God is to take those words, dust your Bible down, start using it, start confessing, look for the areas in which you are lacking and start speaking it over those areas and watch, watch as God improve those areas of your life. I've seen God's word at work in my life and in my family. It's why I can come here and speak so I can speak this boldly because I, I have seen the evidence. God raised me, who was in the wheelchair for 15 years. He raised me up from, from that place of crippleness into a woman who can stand here in your presence and speak this word today. I feel Amen. that it is the power of God's word. Please Amen. give God a mighty hand of praise. Amen. Amen. So, give thanks in everything, and God's will shall be done for you. Maybe you're someone who is never known the love of Christ, so you don't understand what this means, and you're wondering. Uh, there's, there's, there's a prayer that we say at the end of every message. It's the salvation prayer, an invitation to you to come to know Christ. Because when you know Christ, you can begin to walk in your relationship with Him, and He can change everything in your life, all these circumstances. You would not uh, look. I can I can testify to what God can do in your life. So my invitation is to you today: if you've never known Christ, come and say this salvation prayer and take the opportunity to begin to walk in Christ. So I'm going to ask everyone in the house to join us as I say this prayer. And if you're listening, just don't switch off right now. Listen to this word and say this prayer with us. And I believe your life will be blessed. Now repeat after me. Jesus, Jesus, I believe in you, Lord. I believe in you, Lord. I believe in the word. I believe in the word. The death and the resurrection. The death and the resurrection of Christ. Of Christ. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Please cleanse me of all my sins. Please cleanse me of all my sins. Come into my life. 
Come into my life. And make you my Lord and my Savior. And make you my Lord and my Savior. Baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Renew my mind. Renew my mind. And change my life forever. And change my life forever. Lead me to do your will from this day forth. Lead me to do your will from this day forth. I believe I am born again. I believe I am born again. And my life will never be the same again. And my life will never be the same again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you have just said that prayer, give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. excited that you said that prayer wherever you said it from it's just the beginning of a brand new beginning for you your mind is being renewed right now Amen. your name is being written down in the book Amen. of life in heaven Amen. you will go to heaven paradise is waiting for you Amen. and we pray we believe that your life will never be the same again we ask you one thing only find a church that is close to where you live and go in and tell them you just said a salvation prayer and you would like to join their Bible believing church, uh, Bible believing uh, classes, whatever they do to study the word, you want to join that. And also, we have a pack that we send out, and that pack will help you in your new journey with our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you contact us, all our uh, contact addresses and information is always at the end of the message. So please tune in. Hold on and get those addresses and contact us because we love to hear from you. And we want to pray with you in whatever you're going through. We love to hear from you. We love you so much. We know God loves you best. And until next time, keep living that precious lifestyle every single day. God bless you. Thank you for listening to me. Bye for now. We'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to Just Do It. By Pastor Janet Hopewell. If you would like an information pack, prayer or support, then please get in touch with us at janethopewell.org. That's janethopewell.org. This sermon and many others like it have been made possible through the prayer, help and support of our partners at Janet Hopewell Ministries Global.